Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. Sometimes. Uh, and on today's show, we actually are going to talk some reality TV. It's uh, I got some clips we're going to play and, and, and laugh about that we think are pretty funny. It's going to be a good time. But first. But first, I have a request. Oh, my God. There's a but first to the but first? <laughs> Nick, will you take a sip of your coffee? Because we just cheered to a good episode, but the cheers doesn't count unless you also sip. Thank you. That makes me feel better. I appreciate it. I sipped. I sipped. We all know the cheers rule, right? You got to cheers, and then you both have to take a sip. Otherwise, it's null and void. I did not. I I, I think I knew that, but I don't think about that. I but think, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. You almost, uh, I almost uh, hexed us. Yeah, well. I came in and I made sure that that didn't happen. So now for the second but. Um, but two. Are you folks Patreon members? Well, if you want two more episodes guaranteed from us each month, bonus episodes as we call them, head over to patreon.com forward slash reality blows and sign up for our Patreon. $5 a month will get you two bonus episodes a month. And we just dropped our first Blowness of December, didn't we, Ash? We did, and it's about beloved childhood movies. We we rewatched two. We introduced each other to a movie that one of us held near and dear, and I will say one of them did not age well. You're gonna have to tune in <laughs> to find out. That's patreon.com forward slash reality blows or reality blows reality blows podcast.com. So we've got a lot going on over here. Um, we're getting all sort of jazzed up for the holiday. We've been getting very Christmassy. We got a tiny little tree from Lowe's. Nick bought some um, little globe ornaments from Walgreens. Hey, did you know that Walgreens has everything? And then we got some lights. We strung it around it. We put it, we plopped it up in the middle of the living room. It's bringing us cheer. You know, going back to that tree that we bought and brought here, you know, I overheard my grandmother on the phone. See, my grandmother takes all of her phone calls on speaker because um, she's hard of hearing, she's hard of seeing, and it's easier. But you have to know, if you know my grandmother, you have to know that if you're speaking to her on her cell phone, everybody, if there's somebody else in the room, they hear it as well. So I always hear, you know. You know what? If there's somebody in the house, they hear it as well. <laughs> I've, over, I've heard things on the second floor that I've been like, what the heck is going <laughs> on down there? So um, I overheard her talking about Christmas with one of her friends and one of her friends asked, so uh, do, did you guys even get a tree? And then ask you, and then get, uh, my grandmother, I almost said every other person that I know, my grandmother uh, said, uh, no, we didn't get a tree. They bought a bush and they put some lights on it no yeah yeah and i was like a little hurt because i was like you know what i actually like our little tree with the lights on it i love our tree and and i know she wasn't trying to be mean about it she, what she was trying to do and i can tell like believe me when you're in in close quarters with somebody you start to get their vibe um and she definitely wanted to make it seem to the person on the phone that there's nothing big going on here um you know we're not really celebrating this year so the idea to tell that person on the phone after probably you know what what preceded this part of the conversation was a whole bunch of we're not doing nothing so the idea that we went out and got a tree I think kind of undercuts that mm. and it actually makes it seem like maybe it is something bigger I mean we really bought something that was in its own pot and that we can put on a little table, and uh, you wouldn't really dress up as a Christmas tree. But I think we did a bang-up job making it look like a little Christmas tree. I mean, it is a Christmas tree. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is a pine. It's, it's a balsamic fir. Wait, hold on. I, <laughs> I, a, uh, say that again? It's whatever those furs are called. A balsamic <laughs> fir? 
Google it. I will never Google it. Google it right no. now. I don't have my phone. No, I don't know. It's a tree. It's one of the trees. It's not, a it's a it's a it's, it's not a, a technical Christmas tree. Like if it was six feet tall, you'd be buying it in a parking lot at Walmart to take home to your kitties. Okay? Actually, what is a balsamic fir? A balsamic? Just no. Google it right I'm not now. Googling my balsamic phone is fir. downstairs, I, I, and this is see. You know what? I leave my phone downstairs because I'm like I'm not gonna need it, but then. I, I I feel like I can depend F I R F I R fur not fur like an animal oh. F I R <laughs> I guess we both made <laughs> we both made mistakes uh, okay there we go it's a balsam fur a not balsam. a balsamic fur <laughs> whatever Ashley. but that's the kind of tree that it is okay it's just little it's just like two foot it's like one and a half feet tall anyway and uh, i will be planting it in the backyard i'm gonna plant that bush in the backyard yeah, when we're done i want that to be so big that it obstructs everybody's view around here of the ocean <laughs> um anyway i mean nothing against my grandmother i just think it's fun to report back on things that i've heard and believe me as far as the speaker uh cell phone business of conversations that i've heard that don't even crack uh, some of the stuff I've I've uh, heard gossip wise that's going on in my grandmother's world. So it's no kind of one fun. has a more active social life than your grandmother, and she has she talks to about I would say anywhere from ten to fifteen people a day. Would you say that's a good amount of of people? Um, I would say she receives ten phone calls a day. Yeah, yeah. and she calls people too. She's always talking to Siri to call Aileen sure. or Eileen, and then you get... there's a lot of them. There's, <laughs> there's an Aileen, there's an Eileen, there's an Oleen. Yeah, and. And my favorite is when she gets a good joke. And so she just goes through her Rolodex, yes. so to speak, and just tells everybody that joke. Everybody. And you know what? If you were there uh, while it's happening, you'll hear that joke 10 times. Last night, we played dominoes. We ordered some seafood. We sat at a big table. We played dominoes with Nan. And she won all three games. She did. And it's all great. three she, rounds. She won all three rounds. And she, she it's tough for her to see the dominoes. So when she plays, like she plays with the dominoes like face up. And then basically we see what's on. I tell her what's on the table. And then she goes, okay, good, good. Now, do I have one of those? And then I go, yep, you do right there. And she goes, great. <laughs> and then she puts it down. And then all three times she beat us, which kind of feels like I beat me a little bit. But, I mean, she did get – she was pulling the pulling the dominoes, and that's the hardest part is getting, getting the right dominoes. We basically assisted her in beating us in three rounds. And this morning when I was like, hey, how you doing? She was like, oh, good, slept great feel so good to cheat or yeah, something yeah yeah she's so she slept so good that she beat us three times in a row at Domino's last night after our, our fish dinner we had a fish dinner but then she said that like it had something to do with cheating like you know she's yeah, just making she a funny was, joke she's making a funny joke and then I was like okay here we go we're ready this is the one for the day and I bet you we're gonna hear that a few times throughout the day on the phone and of course Ashley overheard her already telling that to somebody else yeah. so um yeah I mean it's uh it's fun we're having a lot of fun in this household you know I want to uh uh, take a break really quick just to uh, just to just to do this. Shout out to your first love. It's been, it's been a long time, <laughs> folks. I feel like I haven't done this in a while, so we might as well. That's right, folks. It's seltzer time, baby. Never too early for a seltzer, and this seltzer in particular is a sparkling polar seltzer. Uh, and it's the brand in which they have all the aids. There's this uh, type lemonade, of, limeade. Yeah, and this one is the. It's a seltzer aid. It's blueberry. 
lemonade and it's, mm. it's, it's delicious it's delicious now i'm throwing back about four seltzers a day and on this most recent episode of the real housewives of salt lake city which we will be discussing later in the show one of the housewives mary was like i don't drink bubble carbonated beverages because they hurt your ovaries and then we googled it and it wasn't real yeah, but what if she's onto something? What if? She planted a seed of fear. Anyway, back to our Christmas decorations. So we got this little bush downstairs, um, all dressed up. Upstairs, we got some cute little glass Christmas trees that are lit from the inside. And then we have, of course, if you are a Patreon member, you know all about Nick's birthday. You know about that. We did a whole episode about Nick's birthday. And the beginning of that episode, we talked about one specific gift, the pros and the cons, the emotional highs, the emotional lows of getting Nick a Christmas-themed train set for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And he, on the episode, was like, I don't think we're going to set it up. You you were pretty, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you, I was There negative. was a darkness there. There was, and you have to go, you really, I don't want to even spoil it. Go to the Patreon and hear the backstory here, but cut to a couple of nights ago when uh, I walked into our bedroom and Ashley had the box sort of set up and she said, Nick, sit your ass down. It's time. We're setting up the train. Choo-choo. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so we set the train up and uh, how do you think it went? I mean, I love it. I think... Not only are we having fun, but we're building memories. I think Lily is clearly entranced. She did try and eat part of it. She did take a bite out of it at one point just uh, to, to freak us out, to freak out the squares and have us uh, be alerted to her so that we could feed her again. I mean, uh, I think she knows we're into it and we're watching it. So she just went up there and bit it. Also, she likes to lay in the middle of it. Right in the center of yeah. the little train track. Which is adorable, and we that's all we really ever wanted. I think it's awesome. I'm having so much fun with it. I, I have it spin around the track at least twice a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just kind of turn it on and let it go around once or twice, and then you put it away. It is really loud. Yeah, it's loud. This train has sound effects to it, and it's just like before you... Um, press you know go uh it like has to do its whole thing like it turns on where it's just like oh 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 all aboard aboard. it's like a whole thing Uh, there's a series of operations that have to be met um and so uh it's fun though i mean it 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 was really simple to put together it really did not take us a long time. We you put it think together so? in like yeah, we I put mean, it together in like ten minutes. I don't think it was that simple. You did break a piece of it. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't. It didn't stop me on uh, time wise. Yeah, I snapped a piece of the plastic off by accident, but that was before I kind of understood how they snap together and how much pressure you can put on these little. Uh, little train tracks so it wasn't like super it wasn't super easy no that didn't didn't, come naturally that didn't take away from the ease i snapped that piece off easily as hell uh and i put it together quite quickly after that uh it was it was uh it was fun i still am not too sure why it's there i mean i get it's christmas but it's just like we we do have it on our floor and it's just kind of like it's taking up the majority of our bedroom like we we spend way more time not trying to step on it than we do looking at it and playing with it. I would say, come on, it's, that's it, not true. It's a ten a ten to one ratio there. Wow, a day, right? Maybe maybe for you, you're not stepping over it all day long. You're in that room way more than I am. Listen, I already made a TikTok with it. Okay, it's already worth its weight oh in my gold. God. Ashley has decided she's a TikToker. No longer is she a podcaster. No longer is she an actress, a writer, or a comedian. 
I'm on TikTok, y'all. She's Follow me, Ashley Brooke Roberts. Yeah. I need more followers. I I have I think 13. Ashley's <laughs> obsessed with TikTok at the moment, and it was just kind of scrolling, and now it's making. And so she, what are you doing? Two a day? I'm doing one a day. One a day. I, I started off being like, I'm going to put up two a day, but that has been. It turns out that's a little too much. For the me. issue when you're Ashley and you have to put up a TikTok is you are. Uh, obligated to, you know, the TikTok itself might take, you know, 10 minutes to get correct, you know, because it's a lot of timing. It's a lot of making sure everything looks good. But then what? Is there 45 minutes of uh, pre-talk where you're putting makeup on and, and getting a cute outfit from the waist up? Yeah, I do want to look good. And I have to say that, like, putting on real clothes and, like, putting on makeup, like, I didn't realize that that would make me feel a little bit better okay like maybe this is a thing that you guys all know about and it's like yeah obviously if you you know it's almost like a dress for the job you want or whatever but like I guess I'm not feeling super great mentally and then being getting out of my pajamas washing my face slapping on some mascara okay maybe like putting a little blush on I start feeling like I care a little bit more about my life and the world around me. And I think that is pretty cool. I agree. If you dress it up a little bit, even if you're not going anywhere, it does feel like you should be doing something important. I just think if you act like you care about yourself and your life, you start to care about yourself and your life. I think that hmm. that is, it's kind of like a fake it till you make it situation. And Ash, I kind of feel like you're, uh, that's kind of like your forte. You're like going to go on a speaking tour, right? About, yeah, it's my new thing. About caring about your life. Yeah, I'm going to call it girl, get on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so you think TikTok is really the answer here? I think that it's the answer for me right now. Do you think that people who are like sad and maybe alone might benefit from making TikToks just because it A, gives you something to do? Yeah. Right? Yes. B, it kind of throws yourself out there for, to, you know, you're throwing your, uh, your, your line out there and you're trying to catch some connection out in the universe. You're putting your hat in the game. You're putting your hat in the game. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think that it's a good thing. I mean, I'm sure there's a toxic side of TikTok. I'll find out. I have only TikToks. posted TikToksic. I've only posted five vids. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's like this is a this is an initial excitement. But um, yeah, just follow me. I <laughs> just just I have, follow I Ashley. What's your followers. what's your TikTok uh, uh, name? It's Ashley Brooke Roberts. A S H L E Y B R O O K E R O B E R T S. You can see that train set. Nick and I, we we did that video together. I, yeah, yeah. I, just, uh, I, I was like, I don't think I was in that. No, I filmed it for you. You're the you. cameraman. Mm -hmm. I'm the cameraman of that. Speaking of being the cameraman, okay, Nick, he made a funny song. He just up in here, up in the clubhouse, he recorded a funny rap um, with our new microphones. We got some new mics. He was feeling the moment. You know, Nick, I was testing the microphones. He was out. testing the mics. Nick has um, sort of a library of beats that he has made. So he just slaps some, some together. And it turns out it's a banger. Okay. It's fun. It's a fun, funny music. Um, I was going to say funny music video. It's a funny, it's a funny rap. Can I say it's a rap? Does that uh, bother you? Um, I can see your face kind of yeah, contorting it's not, a little. It's not so, it, it's not so rappy. I would say the beat is rappable, but I, the song is not really rappy, no. You're kind of talking over the beat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, trying to save myself any embarrassment if ever anybody ever gets to hear it. 
So there was this idea of like, oh, look, Nick, Nick made a song. And then he was like, well, let's make a music video to go with it. And maybe mm-hmm. we can do it on the At Home Film Fest. We can debut it there um, for January because, you know, the At Home Film Fest this week is all Christmas vids. That's right, folks. Check out the At Home Film Festival this Thursday 9 p.m. Eastern Time? It's actually this Friday at 9 p.m. Oh, yeah. we're, we it switched, switched it to up. Friday. Mm-hmm. So 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And how do these people get to this? Um, you can just go to athomefest.com and you can watch it live there. Boom. Or you can go on our YouTube at Roberts Tolomash. But- and if you've missed any of them this year, Ashley's been doing this all, since the summer. Um, before the summer? Yeah, we started in April. In April. I mean, Ashley and uh, Sarah Tolomash uh, ha- uh, have been doing this for a bunch of months now. Um, and this is your 12 vids of Christmas, right? Yes. They're not Christmas vids, no. but, but there is like a... You're, you're taking a sampling of 12 different videos that you've showed throughout the entire uh, history of the film festival. It's and a so, retrospective. So this is a good one to watch because it's kind of the cream of the crop, folks. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, this is a good... Uh, this will get you up to speed. And then, of course, you get to watch Ashley and uh, Sarah be fun on, uh, on, on the internet live. Yeah, and it is a holiday-themed show. So there's so, going to be giveaways. Yeah, get on over there. And is there... Uh, I assume that there's a charity that is going to benefit from... From this show, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Yes, you mm-hmm. see, there we go. So uh, go over there, check out athomefest.com, uh, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, what is that? Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. I like how I've plugged both my monthly uh, YouTube live show and my new TikTok handle within the first. What were we at? That's Ten a, minutes? No, we're 11 minutes in. You're okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, let's talk about this song Nick makes. So Nick makes this song, and he's like, "Let's make a music video. We can do it at the at home fest. It'll be just fun, something for us to do." You know, I would say Nick and I most of the time are just kind of walking around, bumping in, into each other, like, "Hey, should we make something?" That's kind of what. Our our personal life is like and so um we have this idea for a music video we're going to do it downstairs in the basement it's going to be nick sitting on the couch and kind of talking to the camera it's gonna be one shot you know just simple make it fun um you know not like we don't want to have like the cheese factor of like interacting with props or trying to tell a story through the music video we just want it to be visually interesting and then to just kind of have the song you know we want it to be a vehicle for the song basically and to look lo-fi so we have an idea for it, and the way we're going to record it is we're going to play the song from his laptop so he can lip sync to it, and then once we get that footage, we'll mute the audio, and then we'll overlay the song so it'll have that crisp sort of like, you know, studio quality sound oh, I mean, to that's it. how you do it. I mean, nobody's like live singing their music video. You take the track from the album, and you and you make it. Obviously, I'm just explaining it. it to the audience who might not be like making these sort of things all who the, the time. Who the hell doesn't know that? Listen, I'm just making it, bringing think, it down. Uh, and Because think, what happens... You think Eminem just sungs the Slim Shady LP at during the video and it, uh, you know, it... Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Ashley fidgets so much in this podcast, and I'm so neurotic now about the sound of this podcast that the past two that we've done, she's knocked into these microphones, and it freaks me out. I didn't knock into the microphone. I just took my legs. I, I switched positions. I got to be able to move. Find, well, find a way to move without destroying everything that I've built. Is no that one a possibility? Heard, <laughs> no one heard anything. I, you know what, Ash? I'm not too sure what else we're going to talk about when it comes to this music video. I am. I'm not going to show the point. I'm not going to show this video to anybody. You'll never get anybody to see this video except for us. I'm going 
going to get to the point. All right, so, go ahead. so we we film this video, right? We do like one take with um, the music playing and, and Nick. It takes us actually a while to get to do one full take because Nick just doesn't know the words to his song. So it's a lot of like him trying <laughs> to remember the words. It's kind of confusing. So we do we do a full take of him on the couch. And then we go back to watch it just to learn from it. Be like, oh, what did we like? What did we didn't like? What do we want to change? And it ended up being the funniest thing I've I, I have ever seen. It I I laughed so hard that my my makeup was running down my face. And then I started to get like, does this ever happen to you guys where your neck starts to cramp up because you're laughing too hard? Like you can feel it in like your back and your neck. I was laughing so hard that there I had to stop because I was feeling a pain in my chest and in my back at the same point where I was like, this is how a stroke happens. I need to stop. I don't want to stroke out in this basement right now next to my fiance. <laughs> and what was funny was the fact that A, I'm like giving him direction in the video and I'm just like, I'm just kind of bossy. So you can hear me bossing him but also <laughs> also there's like what's up Nothing. you just put your finger up no i didn't you went like that you, you can, put your don't don't up. say that you nobody went, knows what that he, is you, you did, better describe what you mean you put up a number one as if you wanted to interject well what's i up? just thought of something okay so you continue i'm just kind of like um i'm kind of bossing him around and then he also like won't take direction so i i'm repeating things a lot and he's also just getting all these words wrong in the rap and i don't i can't explain why it was the perfect storm for something that i laughed this is the probably the hardest i've laughed in in the past five years like i'm trying to remember another time where i couldn't stop laughing like this so now now guys it's our job to get Nick to release this video to the public because I think that I do believe that other people will enjoy it <laughs> Ash, and he won't do it. And now he's like embarrassed about it. He's like, I don't even know if I'm going to release the song. I don't even know if I'm going to show people this. And it's like, dude, your perfectionism, your, your instinct to make yeah. things perfect before you share them is killing you. Let's release the vid. No, okay, see, guys. This so is, write in. No, to here's us. my problem. L listen, here's my problem. Okay. I, I get it. I know that this is really funny. I can't sell the, the only reason I sung this song. Besides, I wanted to test to see how you work these mics before we actually... I mean, they're not super advanced mics, but they're a little different and a little more upgraded than the ones that we had for last week's show. So I didn't know exactly the levels I needed to put things at, and I got new stands for these things. And we, we, we're very low-tech when it comes to this podcast, um, and we're kind of building it up a little bit. you got to learn how to use your tech. So I, I decided that I was going to improvise lyrics to an instrumental that I had recorded a couple of uh, weeks ago, a couple of months ago. I really love the instrumental music that I made. I think it's one of my best little dick around things that I've ever made. I can't sell myself out by being like, I spent all this time making this little song and then I'm and I made a stupid lyrics on top of it. And what I'm going to release the world is this thing in the basement where I'm being embarrassed. Ashley, my fiance, who I tell everybody is super sweet, has clearly shown herself to be bossy. <laughs> Should we take a break? Let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna talk about reality television. So uh stick around. We are 
back. That's right. And we have a lot of reality TV to discuss this week because we're pretty devoted to three major franchises that are on um, television right now. That's not true. They're not necessarily on right now, but they are available to us right now. And that is cool. Uh, of course, the challenge started back up last week. We have uh, watched Double Agents. We've given a recap of it on this very podcast. Check that out. And we're just excited overall for this season. I think that, you know, going into the challenge, I'm always like, oh, this will be fun. But then I forget about how pumped I get over the challenge. I don't know why. I guess you just kind of take for you take things for granted when they're not right immediately in your face but um not anymore well i mean the challenge sometimes seems like work to us because we do recap them so like the idea that oh boy we're back on like it feels like we're our challenge has started of being able you know watching and recapping and making sure that we uh, put out the best product possible so there is a bit of pressure involved when the show is coming up and so i forget always on the first episode of each season that we recap like oh i i realized like about three minutes into the episode oh that's right it's like this is my favorite show i love this show and it's really fun and i'm excited that i'm watching this show i kind of gets lost in the muck a little bit of the recapping so when we popped it on last wednesday um i kind of was like okay gotta get up early tomorrow make sure we do a nice recap and uh boy let's make sure we take good notes and you gotta pay attention and I just released myself into the entertainment uh, pretty quickly because it was a great episode of television. It was really, really good. And uh, it got me excited for the rest of the season. It got me excited for, um, you know, talking about it uh, for the next, you know, whatever it ends up being, 14 weeks or something like that. Um, I mean, you know it's going to be a good season when the first episode has two memeable moments right off the bat. Like there are two CT moments that I would love. I'm going to, I'm going to find them and I'm going to turn them into memes. They were so good. And that is um, a good sign of things to come. Also, Nick did say that we were going, we were going to go back and forth on who's taking notes. So every other week I'll take notes and every other week he'll take notes. So I'm excited that this Wednesday I can just kind of watch and enjoy it while he takes notes. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled about that part. Well, it's called sharing the labor. Well, you got to make sure you 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 got to up your game on the commentary, on the color commentary on that Thursday recap. You I'll up, up it. That game. I'll up it. You just wait. I'm gonna have so many zingers. You better up that game and insights. Um. So yeah, super pumped about the challenge. Love everyone there. Nick has been like putting dabbing his toes into other challenge podcasts, and he seems to be enjoying them. I think I'm gonna check some out. I think I'm going to do it. I still haven't listened to I haven't listened to Rob has a podcast with the exit inter- the exit the last interview of Cody and the last interview of Nicole. I haven't watched those either, but to go back to the me dabbling in other podcasts. I said dabbing. You did. <laughs> um I it's untrue. I I listened to one recap one uh challenge podcast and it was the challenges challenge podcast. And yeah, I only you liked did that it. I only did that because I said on the show that I was probably going to check it out. And so I did. Um, and I did like it. I thought it was pretty good. It's like 45 minutes. It's Anissa and it's Tori. And uh, they give reactions to the ap- actual episode. They talk about behind the scenes stuff a little bit. They talked about how they met and their their histories with the challenge in a little bit. And then at the end, they had the executive producer and showrunner come on and talk to her about it a little bit and her kind of history with the show. And um, 
and then they took some some questions at the at the very end. So it's actually a a, a, a comparable um, podcast to other podcasts that talk about the show. It's not. I wouldn't say uh, there's no spoilers, obviously, but who the hell wants spoilers? Um, but they're not beating around the bush when it comes. They're they're unfiltered. You know, it's not a kid. It's not for children. You know, they're they're cussing. They're talking about crazy things, um, and they're also telling you about production stuff that I really like as a nerd for these things. Um, stuff that we speculate on a lot on the podcast, they kind of clear up. Um, like uh, what I thought was kind of interesting was, you know, when if you watched the show or if you didn't, uh, the the first challenge, um, you know, entailed, you know, uh, it's it was men, a men's heat and a women's heat. And on the show, the women went first and uh, it was you basically had to grab a thing and then memorize a color combination and then run and uh, do a puzzle with that, you know, put the, put, put them in order somewhere else. But there was only one thing that had the color combination on it. And there's like 20 girls running for the thing. And so it turned into kind of like a dog fight. And um, in the very beginning, all of a sudden a bunch of people were kind of seeming to be working with one another. And you never saw any of that develop on the show. And we didn't know why. I mean, most notably what Ashley and I talked about on the podcast was that it was uh, Nicole was screaming to Lolo, like, throw it to me, you know. and Screaming colors, too, I think. Yeah, like they were working together. I'm like, why are they working together? They don't have a history. It seems odd. Um, Well, on this challenge podcast, uh, Anissa and Tori talked about how the men actually went first. And they, while watching the men kind of beat the shit out of each other for this thing, all looked at each other and were like, this isn't how it's going to go down. And so they kind of all decided to work with who they were going to work with while the men were going. Wow. And strategized, okay, Lolo, you run and get it. And then Tori, she was supposed to pass it, throw it to Tori, and Tori was going to memorize it and do it. And then what happened was Lolo ran because she's an Olympian, ran up a hill and got it before everybody else. And when she was supposed to... uh, to memorize and throw it to Tori to help Tori, she didn't. She just kept it, and which um, made Tori, and you see this on the show, run and just kind of sn- snatch it out of her hands, and then it turned into an all-female dog pile. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting that they went into that stuff. I, you know, um, MTV is willing to pull back the curtain on production a lot more than they used to, and I appreciate that shit Me quite too. a bit. I love it. I love knowing how the sausage is made. Um, so we've been watching, we, we're excited about that, but the thing that we've been watching the most in this house right now is we are season, uh, half a season in, maybe more. Probably more at this point. Um, to Big Brother season 14. That's right. We just watched Dan's funeral we last night. We just watched night. the Dan's funeral episode, which was epic. I mean... There's a lot. If you're a Big Brother fan, you probably know all about this. But, um, you know, if you're casual, you've probably heard about it. It gets referenced in the fandom quite a bit as one of the most um, insane moments uh, and play game plays in the show's history and probably would be ranked number one because it completely was uh, pulled off uh, wonderfully by somebody that was already regaled as maybe the best player of all time. So um, it, it's uh, it's I think at this point that's what settled it. You know, I think this season settles this that Dan is the top because maybe at when this was actually on in 2008 and you had Janelle and you had Mike Boogie also on the show as kind of like legends coming in as an initially in this season that we're watching. They come in as coaches and eventually America votes them to actually play. 
you might have maybe thought at that moment in time that maybe Mike Boogie was the best of all time because he uh, he has won two and he won the All Star season. He in, only won one. Yeah, but he's been on the show twice. twice. But he won also. Yes. And he uh, he won the All Star season. Right. So I think before Dan, people kind of looked to Boogie as being somebody. But the way that he won in All Stars was fun to watch. But the way Dan won in uh, his season ten was he just smothered the competition at the end in a way. He never was put up for eviction. He never, and we found out last night that before last night's episode of season 14, Dan had never been a have-not. He had never been put on slop before either. So he had one of those perfect games. And also, it was a 12 to nothing win for him at the end of his season 10. And of course, Memphis Gary got zero votes. Um, So, uh, you know, this funeral itself was... I mean, it's funny you hear, I mean, Ashley and I have heard so much about it. And I think you can maybe agree with me, Ash, like it held up to everything everybody said. And still, even though we kind of knew what was going on, but didn't know what had what it really was, it blew us away when we watched it. It is the best strategic move I've ever seen in a reality competition show. It was so interesting and smart and just really done well. Incredibly dramatic is why I think it really uh, it boosts up past a lot of other things that I've watched on yeah. some of these other comp shows. Um, really dramatic, and uh, people were crying. I mean, first people were Everyone crying tears crying. of happiness, and then there was a turn at the end where people are crying and confused in sadness. And then at the end, Dan, who is the entire run up to this night, eviction night or this night where everybody was being the veto night. Dan is going he's home. He's going home. It is known. There's no it way. obvious. No There's way. no way he's not going home. He convinces somebody to take he him off the, the block. House. I mean, it's unbelievable. Not only does he convince someone to take him off the block, but he flips the house in a way where he is now in complete control. It's unbelievable. It's And it's he's great. not even head of household. So before we got into this season, we were watching, we watched a Survivor season and I, what what survivor season did we watch 31 it was uh the one second chances is what we oh we that was just so watched. good it yeah was really i love that um and we watched that survivor season and then nick was like okay do you what do you want to do you want to watch another you want to watch big brother and i was like no let's watch another survivor like i was in it i was feeling it i was like i'm in the survivor mode let's just keep knocking these out and Nick was like, well, let's, if let, we're getting too far away from Big Brother, you know? And I guess I was just kind of hungry or something. There was a moment of weakness. I was distracted. And I was like, fine. Put on season 14, fine. I wasn't jazzed about it, wasn't pumped, and then started to get really into it. Because the format is they have four returning players who are captains, who are kind of like they have new players under their wing. And then that format gets flipped because America votes to have the captains come into the season as actual players. The which coaches. Is the coaches. Um, and, you know, I love Janelle. I love Mike Boogie. I love Dan. So it was fun to watch them. And I, I'd never heard of Brittany, but I, I started getting into her. Um, what has happened for me in this season is that I have completely and 100% turned against Mike Boogie. I I liked him in season two. That's the season I was introduced to him in. I didn't watch All Stars with Nick, but I liked him in season two. He seemed a little sort of greasy, kind of had like a little bit of a, a kind of a scummy vibe. 
that I found questionable. But then his relentless um, attack and sort of, uh, you know, he's constantly going after Janelle in a way on this season in particular. And I think maybe he did on All-Stars. They seem to allude to that as well. That it really put a bad taste in my mouth because I kind of realized, like, dude doesn't want to work with women. He's not working with women at all. When he's at, whenever he's having serious conversations, it's with men. He seems very dismissive of the female players. Um, he wants Janelle out because she's a threat. She's like a uh, Janelle. If you don't know, is like a beautiful, you know, talented, athletically gifted, st- strategic player. Like she's. A Barbie doll. She's a pretty popular Barbie doll who kind of like looks at, you know, Mike Boogie like, okay, you're just, you're a little too thirsty for me. And I I don't like Mike Boogie anymore because of the way he treated Janelle, the way he treats the other females in the house. I have since learned that Mike Boogie has been in insane amount of legal trouble over the past couple of years. I didn't know about this. I didn't know Dr. Will had a restraining order against them that Mike Boogie snapped. Is this what happens to people who are on reality television? I don't know. But, um, Nick, I'd love for you to weigh in. What are your thoughts? Did, did Mike Boogie lose you this season? Uh, he lost me. Um, Mike Boogie, I like. Mike, I like Chilltown. I do like Chilltown. I think Chilltown is a fun thing that happened in the universe of this of this show. I think it's important. Tell so them what Chilltown is. Chilltown is the—in uh, in Big Brother, if you don't watch Big Brother— um, well, then I'm sorry. You're probably tuned out. Um, but uh, it's... Um, <clears throat> There's alliances and they like to name themselves. And Chilltown was like one of the first... It was the first. Yeah. It was the first named alliance. And uh, it was... Uh, there. The, you know, it, it, it included Mike Boogie, but more importantly, Dr. Will. And, and people consider Dr. Will to be, you know, one of the best as well. I think it's Dan and Dr. Will um, back to back, really. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just a fun. They were it was like a, a we we had just watched season two, which was the Chill Town, the initial Chill Town season, um, and it was kind of fun to watch. You know, Will flip it all around and in, in a crazy way, much different. I mean, you, you look at both of these seasons, season two versus season fourteen. God, it's so different. The fact that there's no veto competition in season two, and they just somebody gets put up on the block, and then it's a week of just sadness and stress yeah and uh waiting to get evicted yeah it's 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 so much slower but the interpersonal relationships get so much more entangled and uh weird in season two than they have already in season 14 season 14 Everybody knows what they're doing. They're here to play the game. These are big brother players. Yeah, it's now in. it's a game. It's no longer a social experience. Yeah, they're coming in to play big brother, you know, and they're playing. That's something I mentioned to Ashley is like I kind of appreciate that. They leave no nothing on the table, the entire cast, whether it be the coaches or the legends and uh, or the, the first timers on the show. Everybody there is there to make a big move and like – play strategically season two there's a lot of people in there just being like i want to make a lot of friends and uh, yeah. i'm hoping these are this is going to be a, a formative experience for me i'm here for the experience and i don't really care about the money yeah i think it should go to someone who deserves it's it. so much more about competing for food and then the use of a hot tub in season two when in season 14 it's just like how the fuck are we going to get janelle out you know immediately so um, there's differences. Uh, uh, season seven, um, you know, Chilltown reunites, and that is Boogie's season that he wins. I think he, Boogie and 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 Will were really fun to watch on that season as well. He does Mike Boogie does some some creepy shit 
in a showman's way to get to the end of this show. Um, but you know, he's kind of a scummy guy. He's a scumbag kind of his outfits are ridiculous. The fact that he's like a white rapper guy is really, um, embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, he's also an odd looking gentleman. I mean, he really looks like a hundred years old in his face. Cut to this season and he's straight up Mr. Burns in a trucker hat. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He's like, and then the outfit and he gets evicted eventually spoiler alert. Um, but when he gets evicted, the outfit he's wearing the, the pink blazer with the pink, uh, golf cap and, uh, the, uh, the shorts and the the dock shoes mm. it's just like he's trying to be like suave looking guy but he really just looks like a nerd mm-hmm. like an elf like an elven nerd mm-hmm. and he's such uh he's such a nerd on this season he's he's he thinks his shit doesn't stink he comes into this house thinking he's the biggest legend ever to play the game because he is part of Chilltown and he won the All-Star season. And, and he has all of this Chilltown merch that he seems to have made. So he's always in yeah. like a Chilltown shirt or like a hat that says coach. You know, like he made merch well, the coach, to come into yeah, yeah, this the coach, season. Yeah, he's got a lot of merch. And so, you know, he owns restaurants. He's one of these guys. But there's a really fun moment where eventually he uh, orchestrates the eviction of the wonderful Janelle and uh, Janelle sits with Julie and she's you know classy as always and uh, we get to the moment where um, you know Julie says you know in the event that you were evicted the house the housemates uh, sent you video messages uh, so here they are this happens every eviction um, so uh, I want to play it because uh, you know you get to hear Dan and a couple other people but then you get Mike Boogie and it's just a moment that I think it's is worth really playing. perfect and I love it so let's let's roll that clip let's Let's roll that clip, huh? Let's roll that clip. So we're going to hear from Dan. But I don't think he'll win. Oh, that's Janelle. I, I mean, I'm rooting Let's for just Dan, play definitely. It. Why? I love Dan. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, in the event that you were the one evicted tonight, your housemates taped some goodbye messages. Okay. Let's hear what they had to say. Janelle, it wasn't supposed to work out like this. After you won Sacrifice Joe, an alliance of six was formed for the sole reason to backdoor you, and there was nothing I could do at that time. I wish you, Violet, and your husband the best luck in Minnesota, and I'll see you on the outside. That was Dan. Dan being very nice, um, cordial. She loves Dan. We all love Dan. Yeah. You know, man of God. Coming up is Bridget. Coming up is Brittany. Brittany. It's okay. I got this, Ash. How dare you? I got it. Are you sure it's Brittany? Yes. I'm actually really, really sad that you're leaving. I am sorry that I had to be a part of this whole plan to evict you this week. I think you're a really great person. I'm definitely going to miss you. Right now, I'm... This guy... (laughs) This is Chef Joe. Chef Joe is maybe the lowest man on the totem pole. Big layup. People don't think he's ever going to win this game. He goes up on the block every mu- every week, and some half the house is like, get rid of this guy, and then he exists the following week somehow, some way. All season, he's been a layup, and we had this little moment where we like saw his family. You know, Big Brother will sometimes do um, special field-produced shots with the family, and Joe's wife and his kids are awesome yeah. and kind of made fun of him. Yeah, but it's like, where did Joe come from? Um, but... But here, this is, and he has no power in the house. That's why this makes, this makes me laugh. Absolutely distraught. If it's within my power, I promise you, Janelle, I will avenge this eviction. Oh. Okay, so now here comes Mike Boogie. And I swear to God, this is the most shit-eating message I've ever, 
I've ever seen given out on one of these shows, right? Yeah, let's set it up. It, it opens with him sort of clutching his hands in a prayer position as if he's begging her, okay? And he could not be loving himself more in this moment. Go ahead, Nick. Janey, don't be mad at the people that voted you out. This one was all me. So for the third time, always the bridesmaid, but never the big brother bride. Bye-bye, Janelle. So he like holds his Chilltown shirt up and he's like waving it at the camera. And really, it's just like we're all looking at him being like, what a fucking asshole. And then... He's such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Big laugh. Julie Chen throws her head back. Do that again. Do that again. Let's Without interrupting, I want them to hear that because it's so... The timing is so perfect and Janelle's so good at that. And the fact that Julie throws her head back and laughs it's incredible the whole audience erupts let's just for the for the love of janelle we're gonna do this yeah. whole clip without interruption bye bye janelle he's such a loser <laughs> <laughs> and she calls him a douchebag um listen it's it's a lot of fun guys if you're not watching that big brother get over on that cbs all access we're having a blast over there and then next, you'll understand more of the references that we talk about on this show next up we have the incredible real housewives of salt lake city we continue to tune in weekly for this show that is um knocking it out of the park every single week this cast of characters is just phenomenal. I mean, we have, you know, Whitney, who is like young. She's in her 30s. She's tends to be the voice of reason. She's really giving us incredible interview looks. She had like a Marilyn Monroe look this last week. We have Meredith, whose relationship is uh, her marriage is falling apart. And her her son, Brooks, is truly a villain, a real villain in my eyes. We have Jen, who is either my favorite or my least liked, depending on the week i mean i go back and forth with jen we have weird ass mary who's married to her <laughs> grandfather who clearly seems to be running a cult who has too much money who who makes me question the ethics of bravo that they let this person on the show um, you don't ever question the ethics of bravo i mean think about southern charm and then we have heather who is just like i think becoming my favorite yeah heather's great heather's great she's definitely in the middle she's definitely the anchor of this show at this point um uh i just want to play i mean we've talked about it we watched uh, this week's episode recently and uh the, you know the stuff that ashley and i have been like raving about on this podcast just gets summed up so well by heather um there's uh, uh the the first scene of the fifth episode that came out last uh wednesday is a continuation of this the episode before it where Mary has called everybody in for um, a, uh, a a Met Gala. Yeah, it's a Met Gala Din luncheon. luncheon. She well, it's a luncheon, and then it's going to be Met Gala themed. And then everybody's kind of like, well, it's odd because Mary's like, it's like it's Met Gala themed, but the, the Met Gala is just. A, a function where there's a theme every year right so there's no such thing as a met gala theme yeah. the met gala has themes yeah so uh, you know already it's kind of confusing everybody but what ends up happening is mary decides that in order to make everybody get along with one another because mary and jen are having problems and jen and meredith are having problems that uh she was going to get everybody together and what they were going to do is go around the table and admit something about themselves to all of these women that they have never admitted 
committed before, but that will then bring everybody closer together. So that's what Share Mary... Share something you want us to know yes. about you. And, uh, you know, it's kind of to make, it's supposed to be to make everybody feel, you know, hunky-dory with one another. And uh, what happens is Jen gets to her part, and even though the reason that this is all happening is because of Jen, so Jen kind of exposes herself in a way uh, that's very vulnerable and kind of explains why she feels the way she does and why she curses all the time and why she's, you know, gets hot and bothered, but it's it's not because of these people. It's because of other things that are happening in her life. And it's a kind of a nice little admission of guilt, but also, you know, uh, help me. I'm, 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 I'm opening up myself to you. And the thing is, is that honestly, Jen doing this is an olive branch to Mary because Jen's like, okay, weird ass Mary, I'll go along with what you want us to do and I will bear my soul and in hopes that this is something that can bring us all closer as a group. So she admits all of this stuff to the table. Everybody loves it. You know, Meredith, the other person that Jen had a problem with the other night, kind of accepts it. You know, Mary just doesn't like what she has to say and then starts interrupting her and they get into another fight and everybody's like, Mary, what's wrong with you? And then eventually Mary asks Jen to leave. Yeah, she's like, you're upsetting like the restaurant owner and Walter. Victor. Walter. There's Walter, but isn't there also a Victor? No, it's Walter, but it's spelled with a V. Oh, uh, um, Walter. Yeah, and uh, the other one is like, uh, I don't know who the other guy is, but like it's, it's an interesting dynamic. But I just want to play this little sound clip from an interview from Heather while this is all happening. Happening. Heather is kind of on Jen's side, goes out to help Jen come back Jen in. Jen leaves the room. Jen yeah. leaves. And so she goes to get her. And then we get an interview kind of like summing up what's actually going on with um, uh, Jen right now. And so I just want to play we'll, we'll get we'll, I want to play the sound clip because I think it just perfectly encapsulates why this season so far, five episodes in, has actually been really good. This has got to stop between Mary and Jen. Yes, Mary said that Jen smelled like hospital. My aunt just got both legs amputated at the last minute. You said it smells like hospital in here. I did say it. I sure did say it. Jen called Mary a grandpa You're going to go with Mary to grandfathers? At this point, the score is settled. Forgive, let it go, and let's move on. I absolutely fabulous yeah uh, she summed up two incredible plot points so very good. quickly yeah. so good and it's really what has kept me going on this series so far <laughs> those two plot points i love it i feel like it's a gift yeah mary is unbelievable by the way mary is a uh, uh, uh top tier when it comes to uh outlandish reality personalities yes a ashley was referring to this person as a manipulator who steals from people at her church supposedly she's um, a villain she's I a think. villain oh yeah. completely but you know these shows need a villain Ash. yeah um and uh yeah um i'm i'm just excited to continue to watch i hope this franchise keeps going i hope this season keeps keeps giving to us um uh i don't have anything else to talk about today do you ash no that's it okay then why don't we button it up folks thank you for listening to our show make sure you listen to us every monday if you haven't given us five stars on apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it write a little nice review we thank you very much make sure that you're tuning in uh thursday mornings as every thursday morning for the next uh few weeks we will be posting our recaps for the challenge season 36 double agents that show premieres every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern um also i know we've talked about it before Go check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two more episodes from us, two bonus episodes. And we already have one out for December, and uh, it's where Ash and I watch the movies. So um, go check that out, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.